For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Dear listeners, welcome to the Kodesh Family Church, Philadelphia, under the leadership of Bishop Dag Heward Mills. This denomination has grown with over several branches all over the world. We are excited to come your way with the anointed word of God, which has the power to heal, deliver and save you. Stay tuned as we receive God's word through his servant, Reverend Gilbert Fleischer. Right? Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. And verse number 7 and 8. Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Are you there? It says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. These are words of Jesus in Redo. Okay? He didn't say sleep, and then you, 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 you'll be given. Snore, and then you'll find. And chill, and it shall be opened to you. But he says, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Then verse 8, he emphasizes it even more. Look at it. He says, for everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. It shall be opened. Amen. Amen. So, I believe that these are the three ways that God has laid down for us to get things from him. It's by asking, it's by seeking, and it's by knocking. I leave you to do a Bible study to find out the difference between all three. But they are different. There's a difference between asking. Uh, and yeah, so, so sometimes the way we approach God is ask him for things. Then there are sometimes that in him we also seek you see? And I think that even denotes a sense of the part or responsibility that we play in, in getting things from God. So it's not like just, you know, say one or two sentences and then you just lay down. Yeah. So sometimes even a combination. You ask, then you seek. Then sometimes also knocking. Yeah. Have you been in a place where you are knocking? Especially our children, isn't it? They are knocking. Maybe mommy and daddy are in the bedroom. And they are knocking. And you are not minding them. But they keep knocking until... Sarah, I don't know why you are smiling. It sounds very, 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 very familiar. And Pastor Eugene is not even looking up because he knows I would ask him if he's very familiar. He's very serious, yeah. So it's knocking, knocking. As for Enoch's house, it's common. But Enoch, his, house, his children are always at the door knocking because his door is always closed. <laughs> I know him personally. So it is it's, 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 it's asking, seeking, and knocking that gives us a combination. Yes. Amen. Amen. 
So what do we do with this? So it means that we need the help of the Holy Spirit to even know how to juggle between all these three. Yeah. In asking, seeking, and knocking. And that is why the Bible says that we don't even know how to pray by ourselves. But the Holy Spirit himself helps our infirmities. If you look at the Greek word for that, that verse, you see that what, what, it, what it actually translates to is the Holy Spirit holding part of it, hand in hand, holding one side. Of, I think I've shared the scripture many times with church. Holding one side of it and you holding the other. So it, it's your involvement. Amen. So this morning, I want us to pray and ask God that by the help of the Holy Spirit, we should get wisdom and direction even in our prayers, how we pray, so that we would get good answers. Is that a good prayer? Yeah. All right, stand to your feet. Just, this is not a prayer meeting. Just two, three minutes. Everyone, just close your eyes and begin to ask God for, for wisdom and ask God for the help of the Holy Spirit. Bible also says that when we ask for the Holy Spirit, God will give the Holy Spirit to us. So ask God to help you in your prayer life, in your prayer life, that you would know by wisdom and direction given by the Holy Spirit how to ask, how to seek, and how to knock, how to ask, how to seek, and how to knock. Come on, lift up your voice, everyone. Lift up your voice, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the way. The Bible says that everyone who asks will, re will receive. Anyone who seeks will find. The one who knocks, it shall be opened. If you knock hard enough, it shall be opened. If you ask the right way, it shall be opened. If you seek, you shall find. Therein lies answers to prayer. Therein lies solutions to all the problems and challenges that we face. So lift up your voice and ask and say, Lord, by the help of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, we ask, we ask this morning that you will help us. You will help us. You will help us. Jesus, help us by the Holy Spirit. Give us wisdom. Direct our prayer lives. Let our prayer lives, oh God, be effective by us doing the right thing. Help our infirmities, even in prayer, that we may do the right thing. That we may even ask properly. We may even seek properly. We may even knock properly. And that would have the answers you have assured us you said everyone that asketh receiveth he that seeketh findeth he that knocketh it shall be open when we ask properly when we seek when we knock it shall be open we shall receive this is the assurance of answered prayer help us oh god help us oh god in the name of jesus thank you thank you thank you i feel we should pray for one more thing for a lot of us, laziness is the great hindrance to our prayer. We are prayerless. I mean, just ask yourself. I'm not going to ask you to tell someone. But just ask yourself, like, in the past week, how much have you prayed? Compared to how much you've watched television. Compared to how much you've read journals and magazines. Listen to CNN and Fox News. Compared. Is it not true? Yeah. So we are not, we are lazy when it comes to prayer. We don't pray. Christians don't pray. We don't ask. We don't seek. We don't knock. And we're always in lack. 
and rather complaining and crying and whining and always sad. This is not working for me. This is not working for me. Why is this one not working for me? Why is that working for me? Why is this? It's because we don't pray. A thing that makes it work, you don't do. You see, it's like somebody who doesn't work the whole week and you expect a paycheck. You haven't worked the whole month and you are asking, and that's how it looks like. You are whining, God, why come I don't have money? You know, and that's, that's, but you haven't worked. Where is the money going to come from? You see, so what makes things work is prayer. What, what would make your situation change is prayer. What will make your family change is prayer. What will make your marriage change is prayer. What will affect your children is prayer. Yeah, it is. You know, sometimes when, when, when it is time to pray, the same ministry is praying. A lot of times I'm there, you know, and I'm listening. And I, I, I just, I'm touched by even how, and it's all usually women. I mean, apart from, apart from Kofi, who else? Is there any other woman, any other man, apart from Kofi? Brother Ifoi, yes. It's all, all mostly when they are crying and praying. And some, sometimes I listen to some of the, of the, of the tones. And they can't somebody cry, God, this, this about the children. That is what is going to change our children. Yeah. Sometimes when I feel, like I see, and even my heart even cries for the people praying. Lord, let it also be well with your children. As they spend hours on the line praying for our children. It, that is what will work. It's not the complaining. You see, so when I say you are, you are lazy, uh, please, um, it's not because. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, I'm just telling you what. It has to change. It has to change. So put your hand on your heart and ask God to help you. Pray right now. Say, Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Maybe you need to even beat your chest and say, Lord, I'm lazy. Help me. Help me and deliver me from this. Come on, lift up your voice one more time. Just for 30 seconds. Just for 30 seconds. Pray. Lord, help me. Let me be prayerful. Let me be prayerful. Let me be prayerful. Let me be prayerful. Jesus, let me be prayerful. Let me be prayerful. Help me. Help my infirmity. Help me. Help me. By your grace which is sufficient for me, help me. And your power which is made perfect in my weakness. Help me, Lord. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, thank you, thank you, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Father, we are so grateful to you for this morning. Thank you for all that you do for us. We ask that you help us this morning. Let your Holy Spirit minister to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Today the room is warm, isn't it? <laughs> Somebody had to wake up early in the morning to come and put the heat on. Because the whole system is so old and non-functioning that even a remote or like a, a program thermostat cannot control it. So despite the fact that it's been said to come on at 5 a.m. or so, it won't come on. So somebody had to physically come and put it on and make sure that the machine downstairs is working. Yes, but we thank God. Amen. Amen. All right, so we've been talking about how to be led by the Spirit of the Lord. Romans 8, 14. How to be led by the Spirit of the Lord. 
Amen. How to be led by the Spirit. How to be led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let me recommend to you again that, that these two books, The Art of Hearing and also the other one that I shared with you last week, How to be Led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth Hagan. These are two great books. Amen. In fact, if you read The Art of Hearing from Bishop, our Papa, you will see in it a lot of the things that Kenneth Hagan has also written about. But these two books combined will help you greatly. Amen. So Romans 8.14 says that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. So, the Holy Spirit leading us is a sign, it's a hallmark of your sonship or daughtership. By this verse, can you all read? Can you read? Are you sure? Look at it again. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So, in other words, those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Those who are not led by the Spirit of God are not the sons of God. This is what he's saying. Amen. Proverbs 20, 27. Proverbs 20, 27. Just a quick recap before we go on. Proverbs 20, 27. It says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, Searching all the inward parts of the belly. The spirit of the Lord. Not the mind, uh, the spirit of man. Not the mind of man. Not the body of man. Not the flesh of man. Not the soul of man. But the spirit of man. Everybody lift up your hand and say, My spirit, My spirit is the candle of the Lord. And say, this is what God uses to search inside of me. This is what the scripture is saying, isn't it? The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. That is how God normally, usually, contacts us. If he wants to give us something, that is how he'll do it. Amen. Amen. And that is why that is a part of you that gets born again. I don't want to start all over, otherwise we'll never move on. So we've said that man is a spirit being. Man is more than a spiritual being. Man is a spirit being. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body, isn't it? Or body. <laughs> so it is your spirit that is key to God. That is what God wants. God needs your brains. God needs your soul. God needs every part of you. You see, but what we are saying is that your, your, your spirit is very important to God. And that is how he would lead you and communicate with you. Amen. So we are talking about how to train your spirit, how to develop your spirit, how to get your spirit, you know, so developed that it's easy for God to lead you through your spirit. So that's what all this is about. Just a brief recap and introduction. So last week we looked at the first thing that you need to do. The first thing we said is meditation. Is that right? You have to meditate on the word 
of God. Meditation is very key. It's very important for us developing our spirit. You see, anyone who develops their muscles, if you know someone who goes to the gym regularly, someone who, you know, lifts weights and does things, they, they, they go by tight regimen. They are strict. You can't develop muscles or muscles when you are not disciplined. Yeah. You cannot have a certain tone of body if you are not disciplined, especially in what you eat. If you are the kind of person who eats all and eat all they want, I feel like it now. I'll take it all. The kind that if you go to a buffet, the owner of the buffet loses. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a story one day of a guy who went to the buffet, Chinese buffet or some place like that. And he ate so much that at the point, the owner of the place just said, take your money and just go. I mean, they, they actually paid him his money and said, just leave. Yeah, because when you come there, the, 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 the place is at a loss. Because you will eat five to six times what you have paid. <laughs> yeah. You won't get that tone of a body. So it involves strict discipline activities to develop your body. It, it requires strict discipline activities to develop your, your brains. Everything you want to develop, it, 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 it requires intensive, active, I mean, activity. It, it doesn't just happen. Do you get it? So in the same way, to develop your spirit, you don't just eat, sleep, wake up, and, and then you do kabayabababa, thanks for five minutes, and then you think your spirit will develop. No, 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 no. It takes intense work, spiritual work up. And we are saying the first spiritual work up you need to start doing is meditation. Meditation. You need to meditate on God's word. You need to spend time on God's word and think about it. Think about it. Roll it in your mind. Say it to yourself. Another meaning of, of meditation is to murder. You, you say it. You say it. Say it to yourself. Yeah. Over and over and over and over and over again. Meditate. So Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8 was a key verse we used last week. It said, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth. Isn't it? But thou shalt meditate therein, therein day and night. So it's not... It's not it's not a, 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 a one-time thing. Oh, I meditated last week. It won't work that way. It's almost like saying, I went to the gym last two weeks. Your body is not going to develop. You see? And this, again, comes to what I just said in the beginning, when we started that. When it comes to Christianity, a lot of us feel like things about Christianity is so easy. It's, it's something that you eat and sleep and wake up and it should happen. It doesn't. Hello? Yeah, it, it doesn't. It requires the same effort, and if not, perhaps even more. Yeah. Perhaps even more to get to what you want. Are you understanding? Yes. So meditation, everyone say meditation. Your meditation is key. Now, when you look at this verse, it says, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written there. So when you meditate, 
One of the effects of even meditation is that it leads you to do it. Yeah. It leads you to do it. Is it not surprising that a lot of crimes are termed premeditated crimes? It's, it's, it's like, so that's one of the things people look, I mean, they look at in judgment, isn't it? That to, to demonstrate that you thought about it, you reflected over it, you thought about several times and then you did it. So meditation eventually leads to. So ladies and gentlemen, if you want your spirit to develop, start substituting the things that you think about, you know, instead of thinking about shopping at, at Macy's and JCPenney and, and what are the other expensive? Eh? Hey, Bloomingdale's, wow. Auntie Evelyn, they are pretending as though they don't know what I'm talking about. They are afraid to even mention the stores now. Yeah. Rare shops online. You see, even as Black Friday and Cyber, Cyber Monday. Is it Cyber Monday? Yeah, people are thinking, you know, you, you set aside money, monies. Like, this is what I'm going to buy this and buy that and buy that. Your mind is all about buying. That's what you think about. We are saying that start thinking about scriptures. Yeah, start thinking about scriptures. It will help develop your spirit. You see, as I'm getting older, I, 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 let me put it this way so nobody will be offended. I feel very worn out by people that I, 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 I'm like, why can't people just develop? Are we going to be like this until uh, we go to heaven? No, something has to happen. Something has to change. Something has to give in, isn't it? So that is meditation. Quickly, number two. The second thing you need to do, I said everything is related to the word of God, isn't it? The second thing that you need to do is to practice the word. Practice the word. So meditation, number one. Number two, practice the word. Tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, it is time to practice the word. Say, wake up. In fact, shake somebody, shake somebody, shake somebody, shake somebody. Say, wake up, wake up before 2019 ends. And be a practice, a, can you say practicer or doer, a doer of the word. Someone who practices the word. Amen. In the same way, if you want to develop your muscles, it is not enough to have read about how to develop your muscles. You can read all you can about how to develop muscles, how to develop your biceps, your triceps, your quadriceps, whatever. Every kind of muscle. <laughs> and you, it will not work until you have actually practiced what it is. You can, you can have... I've had people talk to me about diet and, you know, that if you do this, you do this, you would lose weight. And you know all the theories, how much carbs you have to eat, how much... Uh, 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 um, um, lipids of fat you have to take every day and all that but still your weight has not changed in fact the needle is moving the, the other direction you want it to go this way but it's going that it, it doesn't work that way turn to your neighbor and say it doesn't work that way so you have to get to yourself yourself to the point of doing the word doing the word you have to practice the word if you don't practice the word you will not develop and you will not get results. It is practicing the word that moves the needle. It is practicing the word that moves the needle. It is practicing the word that moves the needle. Not theory. 
there are too many people who are into theories. Yes. You are so much into theory that even now when you, when, when you start hearing the word, as it's even preaching you, you just even close your mind because you say, this one I know. But how has it affected you? How has it, how, how has it gone into you? How have you acted on it? How, how has it impacted you? To develop your spirit, you need to start becoming a doer of the word. A doer of the word. A doer of the word. Turn to James chapter 1. This is a scripture we've shared so many times here. James chapter 1. Are you here? Are you feeling too hot? All right. James chapter 1 and verse 22. Look at what it says. It says, but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Yes, deceiving your own selves. Deceiving what? Your own selves. So when you are not a doer of the word, what happens is that you are deceiving your own self. There are many people, again, it looks like this is my, my preaching is very hard. I, I, just preach, I just preach what I feel God is leading me to preach to you. I have nothing personally against you. I'm only helping you. Can you understand that? So, I'm saying that there are many self-deceived people in the church. The church. Not just this church, but the church of God. Because they feel okay and they feel happy. They feel fine. They feel nice within themselves just because they feel they come to church. But that is different. Coming to church is just the, the source of empowerment to make you really become something. If you come to church without actually taking what is being taught and even studying it on your own at home, how long do you stand? I mean, how long, how long, maximum this thing will last an hour, 10, 15 minutes. I'm done. Isn't it? But what happens at home? What happens more in your private life? Taking what has been taught, meditating on it, so that you'll be able to observe to do what, whatever is written therein. That is what brings results. Amen. And I'm saying, God's word is showing us that there are many people who actually are just hearers. Hearers only. They like nice messages. They like pastors who preach and sweat and say hallelujah and jump around. And then they grade the message. This message was plus three. This one, A, 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 A plus plus. This one, I give him six over ten. Today, the message was too, not too powerful. He blasted us too much. So I give him two and a half over ten. I mean, that, that, is, that, that is what we look at. But... That is not what should we should be looking What we should be looking at is rather how does it affect you? Yeah. yeah. It's a good place to clap. Yeah. You see, and all these things actually they are signs of the end times. Because the end time, what the Bible clearly teaches is that people will gather for themselves, people with itchy ears. 
They'll gather for themselves. You want to hear only certain things. Yeah, you want to hear only certain things. So, ladies and gentlemen, and, and the word is work. If you read this, we don't have time. Read this James chapter 1 from 22 onward. You see that it is almost, if you're not careful, there's a part of it, you read it as, as work, as word. But it's actually, very, in a very subtle way, it changes the word work to word to work. A doer of the work. Because it's work to do the word. It is work. It's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of work. When God says pay your time, it's a lot of work to look at bills. One, two, three, four. I got to pay this. 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 And then you take that tithe and pay that first. <laughs> it's work. It's work to go the opposite direction. It's work to move from, from maybe an addiction. You see, last Sunday when I was praying, just when we were downstairs and we were praying towards the end, the Lord just spoke to me very, very clearly. There are three people with, 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 who drink. And then as I was moving, he said, one of them is a woman, drinks three times a week. Wow. Yeah, yes, were you not there on Sunday? Yes. Yeah, people, I knew, I mean, short of God showing me who it is. Thank God he didn't show me, because I don't want to know. But people sat in the church. They didn't move. See, that was an opportunity for, even, for you to be helped. But people like looking good. Yeah, I want to look good, man. Yeah, I want, I want to look good. I don't, I don't want to look bad. Yeah. That, that deception even makes us even cover up for each other. Sometimes there are things that you need to even speak to pastors. You need to speak to someone to help. To, to start speaking to people's lives and, and, and helping people. You know, but you cover it up. Spouses will cover it up for each other just so it, it's covered until it gets to a point where now it's so destructive and there's, now the whole thing is breaking apart. Then now you come and then you expect an instant, instant, you know, answer. Yeah. At first I used to be worried that, oh, why am I not anointed? So when I pray, something's on changes. I'm, I'm very anointed. Amen. Yes, I'm very, I'm heavily anointed. Amen. You don't have to tell me. Amen. Yes. Yes. What you are experiencing is just a cocktail of everything you have mixed. Yeah. Has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do. In fact, you should not measure it by even uh, measure the anointing of my life by how fast your problem goes. Because when you were creating it, I wasn't there. Yes. I wasn't there. In fact, I have no idea. Up to today, I even don't have the idea of things that are past in your life. Why do you blame the servant of God? Why do you blame the servant of God? Are you here? So we need to become doers of the word. 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 Now, so far all I have said is in the other direction of not trying to sin, isn't it? Yes, of not trying to sin in that aspect. But anything that has to do with God's word, if we don't do it, it's sin. Sin, we said there are two different kinds, isn't it? The sin of omission and the sin of commission, isn't it? When you do something you're not supposed to do, and then not doing something that you're supposed to be doing, it's both sin, all right? 
Now, in talking about practicing the word, it involves everything that has to do with the word of God. Amen. For example, let's take Philippians 4 and verse 6. Philippians 4 and verse 6. Philippians 4 and verse 6. Remind your neighbor what you're talking about. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor what we're talking about. Oh, I can't hear you. Tell somebody what we're talking about. How to be, how to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. So in Philippians 4 and verse 6. All right. So let's use this as an example of practicing and being a doer of the word. Okay? Is that all right? All right. So what does Philippians 4 and verse 6 says? It says, be careful for nothing. Do you have the amplified? Let's see if you can get the amplified. I think it's, it's sweeter. So it says, do not fret or have any anxiety about what? Anything. Isn't it? But in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, which is definite request with thanksgiving. I like the word definite request. Yes, definite request. I learned this from Papa Higan years ago. He used to say it all the time that people would come to him, pray for me, pray for me. And you ask for what? And then they are hesitating. They are now thinking, oh, what do I want him even to pray for? It's not definite. When we go to God, we must have definite. Amen. Lord, I'm praying and I'm asking. And I'm seeking. I'm knocking. Let this pillar move from here to here. Amen. That's definite. Wow. Not God, let the pillar move. Which pillar? <laughs> so definite. So everybody say definite. definite. So it's a petition. Definite request with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Continue to make your wants known to God. Now, so as an example, all right, we are learning. Thank you, everybody. We are learning. How do you obey the scripture? How do you obey the scripture? Can I suggest to you that many people under any circumstance of fretting, 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 <laughs> or anxiety, most people just obey a part of the scripture. And that is prayer. You are worried, Lord Jesus, and if you don't even, you just start praying tongues, which is good. Praying tongues as much as you can, it helps. Amen. Amen. So most people will just obey the second or the not the first. There are a couple of points here, but the second part. But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition. That's even if we do it properly. So you are worried. Something happens in your family. Something happens to your job. Something happens. Are you listening? We're talking about how to develop your spirit. Something happens to your circumstance. Something about, about something changes in you. You know, your child has a fever or something. You are worried. You know, you suddenly get hit by a big bill that you were not expecting. And it's almost Christmas. You are worried. You know, just fill in the blanks, whatever you are worried about today. So, our doctor's report. So your next thing is that you begin to pray. 
but in everything, Lord, I'm praying. This thing is not good. It must go in Jesus' name. Bind it and cast it. I curse it. I bind it. I curse it. Let it dry. Let it wither. Let it disappear. Let it use all the words. But this is not what brings the answer. The answer that you get in verse 7. You see, so what he's saying is that don't fret. Don't have any anxiety. But in every circumstance and every thing, by prayer and petition, definite requests, with thanksgiving, continue to make your requests known to God. Then this will happen. Look at verse, verse, verse 7. And God's peace, Amen. and God's peace shall be yours. Yeah. That, tranquil, that tranquil state of, of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so, fearing nothing from God and being content with its early lot of what, whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison. Ooh, glory to God. Garrison, garrison is almost like a military term. Garrison. Shall take charge. Huge army shall take charge. Eh? And mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, so all this is an answer. What happens? And God speaks. And then the peace of God. That's how the King James puts it. And then the peace of God. So after you've done verse 6, then verse 7 shall be manifested unto you. After you've practiced verse 6, then verse 7 will come. You cannot get verse 7 when you haven't practiced verse 6. So let's go back to verse 6 again and see what we are required of. So verse 6 says, do not fret. Or have any anxiety. In fact, you have to do that even before you pray. Hallelujah. Uh, Pastor, how do I do that? It's difficult. It's part of developing your spirit. You learn how to do it. You learn how to do it. You learn how to do it. I remember years ago listening to Kenneth Hagan. You see, some of the things that I've read and heard from Kenneth Hagan, I think they, they are beginning to even make more sense to me now. And those days, I used to listen to it more. Yeah. He talked about how he was plagued with a fear. A fear that would not go. Yeah. Yeah. But as he persisted, one day the fear that just dropped off. It was in the middle of the night when he had his deliverance. And then he said he stood up in the middle of the night. And he ran. And he ran. Lady Pastor, do you remember that story? Yeah. When you, when you listen, you will laugh. Because even the way, and I know myself, and I ran, and I ran, and I ran, and I, then he sat down, he said, he looked, the fear was still not there. Then he said, he got up again, and then he just started running around his bedroom. Do you see? So, you have to also, he said, do not fret. So, how do you not fret? The answer is just simple. Nike, just do it. Don't fret. I refuse to fret. I refuse to be anxious. I refuse. I will not be anxious. It may last three minutes. It will come back again. But repeat it. I refuse to fear. I refuse to fret. I refuse to be anxious about this bill. I refuse. I will sleep. I will not be. Then it goes away. Then it comes back in five minutes. Get up again and say, I refuse. I am obeying the scripture. It says, do not fret. You see, it doesn't tell us, let Angel Gabriel come down. And help you. Let your pastor come down. I'm not saying don't talk to your pastor. Talk to your pastor. Or let um, uh, um, um, Pastor Kobe come down and help you. Call him now. 911. Let him help you. And, and no, 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 no. That's why he says, do not fret. Amen. Do not fret. Amen. 
don't be anxious. Refuse to be anxious. Keep, keep, keep moving at that. I refuse to be anxious. I will not be anxious. I refuse to be anxious. I will not be anxious. I refuse to be anxious. I will not be anxious. Then the second part thing you need to do is then you pray. You pray. You ask God about it. Lord, this is my child's thing that is worrying me. Lord, touch it. Touch it. Because I refuse to fret. I will not be anxious about it. So touch him. Touch her. Change the circumstance. Change the circumstance. Change the circumstance. Then, another thing we need to do. So it's not just prayer. The next thing we need to do is, it says, wait thanksgiving. <laughs> Can I take and teach us um, about love? First Corinthians 13. And one of the things he says that always strikes me, because I listen to him frequently. It says that love, okay, if you especially when you read Amplified, is patient and is kind. So whilst it's portraying, it's kind whilst it's doing it. And it's patient whilst he's doing it. Yeah. One of the things we have to learn is even how to give thanksgiving in the middle of so-called crisis. Hallelujah. Yeah. In the middle of so-called crisis. How to give thanks. You see, these things don't belong to only a particular group of people. That only Bishop Dark can experience, only Kenneth Hagan can experience it. Only the Bible is not just for them. The Bible is for all of us. It's for all of us. Yeah. Kenneth Hagan talks about one day he was he was so far behind with his car loan. I think he had missed like three or four payments. And they had notified him that they were going to pick the car the following day. They actually told him, we want to come pick our car the following day. So when you don't even listen to some of these things, you, say, oh, you, you think that some people just had it made. They never have challenges. His wife was anxious. She said, look. They said, yeah. she said oh, don't worry. Why do you worry? Do not fret. Do not fret. Would you believe that by morning, somebody had sent him a big check? Big enough to pay by morning. God works. I said, God works. You are, you are so sad. I don't know whether you believe what I'm saying. You see, but I'm, I'm showing you what I'm learning. I'm showing you what I'm learning that makes the difference between who we are and how, like Bishop Dark and Kenneth Hagen and Kenneth Copeland and Bishop Aidepo. And this is, it's not that they don't experience things. If I maybe if you start with Bishop, you'll be surprised that the things that he faces. You have no idea. The challenges and the bills and the complex issues that he goes through, yours is, is, is like babies, like, like babies. But you don't hear him because these are the things that he is practicing to develop his spirit. Amen. Amen. Lift up your right hand and say, I can develop my spirit. Say, training my spirit. It's also mine. Say, so it's not only for big men of God. It is for every believer.
and I can train my spirit. Say, hey, my spirit. You will meditate on God's word. And you will practice God's word. Every day you will practice God's word. In Jesus' name. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah.